Hey, this is Mark. And this is Jay. We just want to thank you for tuning in to this episode of NerdCage Live. And be sure to tune in to our live show on YouTube every Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If what you said is true, Mark Withers and the Nerd Cage could be dangerous. Hello and welcome. That's right. You're trapped in Nerd Cage Live. This ain't just a reaction show, but a debate show and a live discussion on everything that makes people like you and I tick. So thank you for joining us tonight. Please hit that like button and subscribe. I'm your co-host, Jay St. G, coming to you live from Syracuse, New York. And today you're in another Nerd Cage Live video game ranking session as we rank the top 10 Zelda games of all time as we celebrate Zelda's 35th anniversary. I have journeyed through the Lost Woods of Hyrule to gather the most diehard Zelda fans of Nerd Cage Nation. So with me, let me introduce Cole, AKA Godzilla Gamer 77. How are you, sir? I'm doing very good. Thank you, Jay. And we have Sean Barry from Shots of Japanese Cinema. How are you today, man? Doing all right, man. Doing all right. And from the Review Roulette Podcast, we have Nick Fitkin. How's it going, man? Oh, I'm doing good. How about you guys? Never better. I mean, I'm, I I got Zelda fever today. I'm on a Zelda kick right now. After the fantastic reaction from our Mortal Kombat rankings, I'm like, yo, we got to do a Zelda list, especially in the 35th anniversary. So real quick, we'll start with Cole. When did you first play Zelda and why is this franchise so important to you? The first experience I ever had with Zelda was back when I had my 3DS. I kept seeing a ton of previews for the Ocarina of Time 3D when, when that was coming out. And I remember I was so hyped for that. And I got it at GameStop. Was hooked ever since. I got an Ocarina of Time. Then I started playing all the games for the Wii, like Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword. And then I got like to the 3DS and then I made sure to get all the other games that came out for it. And I just became a huge fan ever since. And I made, and I tried very hard to play as many Zelda games as I can. And now I'm a diehard fan. It's my favorite Nintendo franchise. Sorry, Metroid. So, uh, yeah. Sean, what about you? What got you hooked on Zelda and why are you a Zelda fan? Interestingly enough, I, I was familiar with the Zelda franchise for many years growing up, but never really gave the games a shot. That wasn't until about late middle school, early high school years, I bought a Wii copy of Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess and the rest is history. And then I played Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, The Wind Waker. Can I say the Zelda franchise is magnificent. Like it is the quintessential adventure video game series. And after Greek Hole, it's my favorite Nintendo franchise. Sorry, Mario. Hey, I'm not gonna debate that. And then Nick, you're the elder statesman here. <laughs> <laughs> so, what got you into Zelda and why are you a Zelda fan? Time for the old man yells at clouds segment. When we first moved <laughs> out to uh, Vegas, my parents had got me a Nintendo as my birthday present for moving out here. And then with the birthday money I saved up, I went to Kmart. Didn't know what to get because I didn't know anything about games at the time. Saw a gold box with a gold cartridge. That happened to be Zelda on NES and... Uh, that was the first Zelda game I played. That's what got me into video games. And from then on, it's just been, I pretty much try and play every Zelda game I can. Zelda's been favorite series ever since. For me, my uncle got me Link to the Past on Super Nintendo for Christmas. Uh, I don't remember what year it was, but I didn't play Zelda on NES and I wasn't like aware of how great Zelda was, but I got the game for Christmas. 
and like the day after I I popped that in and I got hooked and then I realized more of my friends at school had the game too and then here comes the adventures of like gathering at the playground gathering at the lunch table trying to figure out how to beat the game and it was probably one of the most joyous uh, video game memories of my life and I stuck with Zelda ever since so we all gathered here today to rank the top 10 Zelda games and here's how we did it everybody so all four of us had a top 10 list and of course all four of our lists were completely different so what we did is we combined the list together averaged them out and we're gonna go down the list by the way the three other gentlemen here are not aware of what the list is so you're gonna see their genuine reaction here so this is gonna be a lot of fun i'm like i'm like ugh, i'm ready so we're gonna go down the list we're gonna do two honorable mentions and then go down the top 10 list and you're gonna have all of our reactions you know where we had had these games on our list so this is gonna be a lot of fun here so for our two honorable mentions zelda skyward sword and the legend of zelda 2 on nintendo sean what do you got on these two honorable mentions i am not upset at all about zelda 2 not making the top 10 list because if there is a zelda game that i don't like it's Zelda 2. I am sorry. I hate Zelda 2 so much. I appreciate that it was going in a different direction from the first game. It's got some very nice music, but my god, is that game frustrating. Like, it is so ridiculously hard and not the good type of hard. Like, I can enjoy a game that's hard. Like, you know, some of the Castlevania games are very hard, but I can still have fun. But Zelda 2, I think, is just taking it way too far over the edge and that it's just me personally i'm actually surprised skyward sword didn't even make the list because controversial opinion i actually like skyward sword i don't think it's that bad of a game i actually think a good game with some pretty noticeable flaws it's not perfect obviously like you know some of the uh design choices were questionable the side character that helps you through the game was definitely uh a questionable route nintendo but I appreciate that it was like trying to set up the origins of the Legend of Zelda lore, and I adore the art style of that video game. Also, Gearham is an amazing villain. Very well said. Nick, I can tell you're fuming right now. <laughs> <laughs> what is your reaction to Zelda 2 and Skyward Sword not being in the top 10? Uh, oh yeah, hey, that's all good. I mean, how come no one like uh, Zelda 2 with great hints like I Am Error? I I understand why Zelda 2 <laughs> wouldn't be on anyone's top 10, even though it is one of my, I know it's ranked seven for me personally. I love the hardness of it and the fact that it is thinking of Link as an adult in it, the way the combat works differently in a side scroller, and they did take a chance. It is so much different than any of the other Zelda games though, so I can totally understand that. Twilight Princess, I, I would be interested to see how that ranks after getting to see it with like HD remakes. I know my biggest problem with it is because of the motion controls. I always had a problem with the motion controls and I think that kind of always knocked it down a bit for me. The origin of everything was cool, but ah, the controls just, oh, I always had a problem with it. And Fi, and Fi. Yeah. No, I 100% agree. I mean, I'll put my take on it real quick. I, I don't like Zelda 2 because of the side-scrolling aspect because it doesn't feel like a, like a Zelda game. And as far as Skyward Sword, I never had a Wii. So I, I, I kind, of, kind of slipped past me. But friends close to me said the motion controls were awful. That being said, I cannot wait to play it on the Switch 
which I believe comes out in July, and they're having the motion controls optional. So I want to play Skyward Sword like a traditional Zelda game, and maybe I will think of it more fondly. Cole, what do you got on our two honorable mentions? Okay, so Zelda 2 just sucks, all right? There's no going around. Zelda 2 is just bad for me. I can't stand Zelda 2. It's, it's horribly designed. I think the difficulty balancing in that game is awful. Like, the game is way too difficult. And the level design is like you get knocked. It's just like Castlevania where you get like knocked back and it's ridiculous. You get one life, you get sent all the way back when you get a game over. That is unacceptable, especially when you're like, and you can't even, when you get to the final palace, you can finally save at a palace and you can respawn there if you get a game over. Why isn't the rest of the game like that? I don't know. So <laughs> Zelda 2 is just bad. I never cared for it. I think it sucks. Skyward Sword, which was actually number 10 on my list, the thing was, Skyward Sword, the problem with that game, for me, yeah, the motion controls are pretty, they're not very well thought out in certain ways, they're very intrusive in a lot of gameplay aspects, but my biggest problem with Skyward Sword is the structure of the game, because you backtrack so much through the same three areas so often, it is padding, and the game goes on for way too long. There are great moments in Skyward Sword, but the problem with the game is the structure and it kills the entire experience. So as you can see why, if those who are watching back home, like why these, you know, these two games missed the top 10. Again, we all have different opinions, but these reason why we didn't have these in the top 10 is because we had these ranked pretty low between the four of us, believe it or not. So the official top 10 list has begun at number 10 we have zelda the minish cap on game boy color at Whoa. number 10. <laughs> number oh, 10 i love this reaction we got all right <laughs> cole really what do you what do you got first cole on on, on the official number 10 here on, with nerd cage and friends zelda minish cap being number 10. minish cap wasn't on my list for one reason i haven't played it <laughs> i just have Ooh. not played minish cap yet you I need to play it. Out. I know I need to play it, and I've heard it's good. I just need to get around to it. It's That's the only reason. Very, it it's a list. very good game. It's actually I was I went into it not thinking like, oh, this is probably just gonna be another crap handheld game. No, it's actually really good. Sean, you had a pretty re awesome reaction. What do you think about Minish Cap being number two? Yeah, I was gonna say I think Minish Cap is the best of the handheld games. I even like I, or actually. It's, that's a tough one because there's another handheld Zelda game that I do really, really like. No, there actually is one that I do like a little more than Minish Cap, but I thought Minish Cap was excellent. Like, I thought, if anything, it was kind of a really good follow-up to A Link to the Past, even though we had other handheld games beforehand. But, like, mm -hmm. I just I, I just love the structure of it, the design, yeah. the control, the graphics are great. Also, uh, I love the hat that uh, Link wears. Yep. Uh, also love the music. I, I just think it's a really, really fun game. And it's also a very unique Zelda game because even though there's familiar tropes, it also feels very different from a lot of the other Zelda games at the same yes. time. I personally really like Minish Cap. Minish Cap is actually number eight on my top 10. Excellent, that's well said. Nick, what do you got on number 10 here, Minish Cap? Oh yeah, I do really like this game. It didn't make my top 10. It probably would have been my 11. And it's hard to tell with the reasoning because, I mean, all, almost all the Zelda games are like A's to me. None of them are really bad games. So it's always hard to tell with different rankings. I do really like Minish Cap. And if I remember correctly, this one was actually made by Capcom. Yes! And yep. not, not Nintendo. Yeah. 
it is really good. It was surprisingly how good it was. Great follow up because that was the last handheld one before the DS ones, which are the only two I have never beaten. The less said about them, the better, Nick. <laughs> listen, I listen. I really, really enjoyed Minish Cap. I think it's definitely one of the better handheld Ooh. Zelda games. And this one was actually number six on my list. Here's the thing I really enjoyed about it is, again, what uh, Sean dabbed on earlier is the whole hat and, and the link shrinking, you know, aspect of the game. That's a really, really unique and fun mechanic. On top of that, like all the areas are locked and you have to like gain abilities to unlock certain areas. The dungeons are really good. The bosses are even better. And the final boss, it's just like it's just crazy. It's a really great finale. I can't believe they crammed so much content into a handheld game. It almost feels it doesn't even feel like a handheld game. It's so well put together. Again, I had this number six on my list, but it's number ten on our official list. And it's again for those who haven't checked out Minish Cap, find a way to do so. At number nine, keeping it in the handheld realm, we got Zelda. Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages at number Only nine. Only number nine? Wow. I'm a little upset. <laughs> oh, you're going to hate me. Go ahead, man. Dish it out. I love Ages specifically because of its dungeon design. I think Ages is very strong in that regard, and that's why I've always appreciated it because it's very puzzle-focused. And Seasons is great because it has a cool gimmick, and it also is very strong. I think the overworld is something I really liked in Seasons more compared to Ages. And they both work together as a whole. Like they both, if you play them back to back, they work really well together and combining them to get like the uh, ultimate ending is really cool. I just really appreciate them because I, I really like the Game Boy games. And it was another also done by Capcom. I just really enjoy them a lot. And I really think they have very strong dungeons and level design, really simple mechanics. And they fixed a few things like Link's Awakening did by helping item management and stuff. So uh, yeah, that's why I think it's better. And I, I had it on number six, both together because they, they're both kind of one to me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I I'm a, I think I got robbed on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, your your thoughts on the Oracle games being at number nine? Listen, I like both of the Oracle games. They're number nine in my list as well. <laughs> there you go, Sean's uh, Sean, Sean's the combined mean here. <laughs> listen, I they're good games. I don't deny that they're fun. Uh, the dungeons are really well designed. I think something that I have a problem, it doesn't really have its own distinct identity from other Zelda games. If anything, it feels like it's a little bit of copying, pasting from Link's Awakening. I, I know that seems a little nitpicky, but I one thing I like about Zelda games is often they have their own unique identities. And like the Oracle games, while well designed, I do think are a little bit of a retread of Link's Awakening in some ways. I mean, even graphically, it looks the same. But like, I, I still don't deny that they're fun and that they're well-designed games. And I will say this, it's best to play both Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons because if you just play one of them, I don't, I feel like you're missing, uh, like the full experience. Honestly, those games are pretty much the equivalent of Sonic Three and Knuckles if you really think about it. Oh wow! Well, very well said, Nick. What do you got in the Oracle games? <laughs> yeah, I didn't think of it as like the Sonic and Knuckles, but that is a good point. I I really like them as well, but they do feel like a Link's Awakening. <laughs> like an expansion pack to Link's Awakening, I do really want to see them remade in that same kind of art style like they did on Switch to that. Oh, yeah. Something about like the two button, only having the two buttons on Game Boy Color that made it a little hard to play. 
but I still do really like the dungeon design and stuff. Um, playing them together, and then I thought there was, and I'm going to forget the name of it because there was Oracle of Ages seasons, and wasn't there a third one that was supposed to originally come out when they were creating it? There was a planned third one, and it was going to be off the uh, the other uh, goddess because the other two, the goddess, were like a major part of the uh, the games, and there was going to be a third one. But it just never happened. I think it got canceled oh. or something. I, I I will admit this is one of the games that I didn't play, which is why it's not on my list. Guys, don't kill me. I never got around to it, but I'm certainly from what I was reading, doing my research, and of course the way you guys have been talking about it, and I saw it on your guys and I saw you guys' list. I'm like, okay, I feel like this is something I need to go back when I have time to check out and go back and play. At number eight, we got. The Legend of Zelda, the original, on Nintendo. I know some people are just confused of why it's so high or why it's not high enough, but hey, we'll start cold. What do you got on the original Legend of Zelda on Nintendo? For the for when it came out at the time, it's a pretty impressive game for when it came out. It, I like how open world it is. Like just to give some positives, I like some of the dungeons in the game. Like they're very simple and basic, but they get the job done. My biggest problems with the game is Link himself and his attack range is pitiful. They throw a ton of enemies at you, and it's nearly impossible to dodge a lot of it. Ganon's dungeon in that game is trash, and I hate it. And the game is too cryptic with anything. You really gotta go out of your way to find things, and you gotta look up a guide if you really want to play the game right, because if you don't, good luck, because you're not gonna know anything. That's my biggest problem with the original <laughs> Zelda. Sean, what do you got on the original Zelda at number eight? Eh, listen, it didn't make my top ten, because listen, I have the deepest respect for The Legend of Zelda the original because it is important to video game history. And there are things I do like about it. Uh, the music, of course, you know, the music is iconic for great reasons. But as a game, I find it unplayable. Like I, uh, at playing it now, like it controls like ass, like the dungeons are, oh, like the dungeons in that game drive me nuts. It, Cole, you mentioned Ganon's dungeon in that game. Oh, Link's attack range in that game is awful. The fact that you are expected to find items, some of them that are hidden in like very cryptic locations. Like, oh, how was I no supposed to know to burn that bush? And to add to that, most of like the overworld looks the same, so it's very easy to get lost. It's a game that is damn near impossible to play without a guide. And that's my biggest problem with the original Zelda. I respect it but I'm just not a big fan of it as a game, personally. Nick, I know you're fuming right now. What do you got? <laughs> uh, it's good. This is my favorite game of all time. Zelda NES was my rank number one. The thing that makes it special to me is it's just get out there, figure it out, get good. Link's attack range is not short if you know how to not get hit. It is very far. You just shoot across the room, use a boomerang, stun enemies. I just really like how you just go explore, figure it out. That's um, kind of how my list goes down is my favorite Zelda games happen to be the ones that just throw you out there and say, figure it out for yourself. Go and explore, have your own adventure. That's what I always liked about it. It is pretty damn hard later on in the game, but to spend the time and explore, I mean, I beat it many times. I usually play it every year. It's my annual, one of my few annual playthrough games. For me, it still holds up, but it could always just be old man talking. Hey, I'll never take that away from you, man. <laughs> Listen, 
I'm going to back you up on this, Nick. I had this number eight on my list. Coincidentally, it was my number eight. The, here's the thing I appreciate about this. Look what it's done to pop culture in general. You know how many like t-shirts, ugly Christmas sweaters, merchandise, all based off the original Zelda game. On top of that, every Zelda game that's ever been produced. You know how they make a new Zelda game? When, they, when they're trying to make a map, they use the original Zelda map and engine when they produce a Zelda game. Even Breath of the Wild was based off of the original Zelda game. They all are. Like, the whole open world concept was very much given birth because of this game. The, like, I will back up Nicholas. The fact that you have to go out and explore, figure it out for yourself, finding all the uh, hidden doorways. Like, it was a lot. You, there was a lot of effort that you had to do as a player to figure it out. And the more you figured the stuff out, the more rewarding it was, especially when you completed the game. It's an experience. I understand that it may not age well to some people, but to me, this is what started it all, and that's why I had, you know, have ranked where I ranked. And I understand where Nick is coming from. I mean, a lot of people, it was like their first game. It was their first Zelda game. It was what got them into gaming. So what it's done, not just for gaming, but for pop culture in general. Like, it's a very, very important place in, like, history. Cole and Sean, I understand your frustrations, but you got to look from the outside looking in on what it's done, you know, to gaming in general. That's why oh, I I, and I, I will I will never deny that. Like I, I respect what it's done for, for the gaming industry. Yeah. At number seven, the legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. Cole. Oh, seven. oh my come on, seven. <laughs> That's not even fair. Bro, I have to sit like number four. This just isn't fair. I was really hoping you were going to fall out of your chair when you were doing that. <laughs> oh, no, no. Yeah, you you so. obviously got something to say, man. What? what Link's I mean, Awakening. I love this game. I mean, it's. Link's Awakening is up there, man. Let me tell you. Link's Awakening is charming, has mm -hmm. great dungeons, mm -hmm. has a fantastic overworld. Mm -hmm. It is simple yet easy to understand. It's not too cryptic with a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And. The music is great. A lot of memorable characters. It's just, it's just a, such a simple and humble game. And even though it's just a Game Boy game, they make it work really well. And especially if you play the Switch version, they just make it even better because they remove a lot of the annoying item swapping things. Like a lot of items are just buttons now and they fix a lot of the problems. Eagle's Tower is a great dungeon. I don't care what people say. That's the best dungeon in the game. And yeah, some of the bosses are pretty easy and they're not very tough, but the dungeons themselves are super solid and they're not too hard to where you're really like, kind of like, okay, what am I supposed to do? Like a lot of it's pretty, you just got to think. And it's one of those really smart dungeons where, yeah, they're challenging, but it feels super satisfying to get right. It's just, it's a straightforward game. It's fun. I love it. And it's one of my favorite Zelda games. The fact that it's number seven is, I'm mad. <laughs> Sean, what do you got? How do you feel about Link's Awakening being ranked seven? Oh, Cole, get even more mad. It's my number seven as well. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye. Bye, Cole. All right, bye, guys. Raising uh, the cage, Zelda style's begun. <laughs> listen, Link's Awakening is a great game. I, I love it, too. I don't. Everything you said about it, is, I completely agree with. It is charming. It is fun. It's got memorable characters, great dungeons. One thing you didn't mention, I love the island setting of the game. Like, that's a very unique setting. Like, this is like, yeah. you know, obviously, Wind Waker kind of made the island setting very popular in Zelda, but 
Link's Awakening technically did it first, and it is, you know, I and it controls great, you know, dungeons are great. It's the music. Oh, some of the best music in the franchise. And of course, I won't deny it has an excellent, excellent remake. I guess my the reason why it's only number seven, I do think the game is a little too easy. Like a little too easy. Like I I, I like a little more challenge personally. I think some of the bosses are a little too pathetically easy. But the Game liking. Boy is only capable of so much, Sean. Right, right. Which I I understand that. And maybe it's just because I've been spoiled by other Zelda games, because I'll admit Link's Awakening is technically one of the last Zelda games I ever played. I, I still don't deny it's a lot of fun. There are other Zelda games that I like a little more than this, but I don't yeah. deny it's high quality. Absolutely. Nick, what do you got? Yeah, yeah I had this one. I had this one in number eight. I do really like this one as well. It's always... <laughs> I had to say the number. Cole, Cole, to Cole's going to plop. Uh, stop uh, talking, Sean. Stop talking, please. <laughs> you stop talking. <laughs> you you dug yourself a hole, man. Go, <laughs> oh, Nick. Let me hear. Let me hear your thoughts, Nick. Let me hear it. It was hard for me to put a place on this one. It's just because the other ones ahead. I still really like this one. It's it is my favorite handheld one, and I do really like the uh, the color version, which is the one that added the. Was that the Eagles Dungeon? Was that the color dungeon? Where no, they added different... the color dungeon for that one. They added the color dungeon. Yeah, I forget what that one was called. I did really like that edition and the Switch edition as well when they redid that and added the uh, Dampy's weird dungeon crafting Zelda maker. Not sure exactly what to call that thing, but I still really like the game. Link's little relationship with the girl there. Okay, listen, I had this ranked number five on my list. Now listen, number five? I, I really? It's I not that. Those. I did not it's have not a game. It's not that board. great. It's great, shut up, it's Sean. 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 Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is that great. I did not have a Game Boy, and I'm glad. I I saved myself for this game on the Switch. <laughs> when I played it on. <laughs> when I played it on the Switch, I enjoyed it so much on so many levels. Because I went in it raw, not knowing anything, taking it all in. I loved it. I love how it looked graphically. I love that I didn't have to deal with the stupid item swipes that I had the extra buttons to use the items. I loved it. Even when it went side-scrolling, it was still a lot of fun. It felt like this was a good combination of what, like, what made Link to the Past great and what makes Minish Cap great. Like Link's Awakening has all that, some really nice dialogue, some nice cutscenes, and absolutely fun dungeons that they're challenging, but not challenging to the point where I'm like, oh, screw this game, I don't want to play. No, I kept going. Like, honestly, I didn't want to put the controller. I was playing this for like four or five hours straight, and I beat it within a few days. I was hooked. It's one of the, I feel like, as far as replay value goes, this is probably the most replayable Zelda game ever, honestly. So I had it ranked number five, and I'm actually, you know, I'm okay with it being ranked number seven, you know, combined. I think I had it ranked number five. Cole, I completely understand why you love the game so much. I, I'm with you there, man. And I feel like number seven is fair, to be truth. And again, I don't deny it's a great game, and I really like it. There's just other Zelda games. So like, here's my question to you all. Which version do you prefer? The original Game Boy version or the Switch version? Switch. Switch <laughs> no for the button back. layout. Yeah. Yeah, switch for the buttons. I I really don't like the item. Uh, the item, the switching of. I mean, like, kind of is a common problem in Zelda in general is the item switch, but I really don't like it in the original Link's Awakening, and so they definitely fixed that in the Switch version. 
all, all it does is just make me want Ages, Seasons, and Minish Cap just on the Switch the same way now. I want them to pour a link between two worlds on the Switch. Yeah. I think a lot of these Zelda games could be remade in that style for the Switch. And I'm hoping, and again, with I don't know how well Link's of the Awakening sold, but I'm hoping that will trigger Nintendo to do more like that. You it know. sold pretty well. It sold yeah. pretty well. It's Zelda on the Switch. I'd be surprised if it didn't. Yeah. And number six, The Legend of Zelda, The Wind Waker. Cole, your reaction to Wind Waker being at number six? The fact that it's over Link's Awakening is a little sad because I have I had Wind Waker at number eight because it's a good game. Mm-hmm. It's really good. It's just... I find the open world a little a little barren at times. It has some good dungeon design. And my thing, though, is the second half of the game, when you're trying to find the Triforce, it kind of bogs the game down a lot with its pacing. When you're trying to find all the pieces with Tingle and that, that part of the game really sucks, especially in the GameCube version, because it takes way longer. And also in the, the GameCube version, trying to make the wind constantly go your direction just so you can move fast that sucked entirely i hated that luckily in the remake they fixed that but even still i think the open world is a little too barren for my taste like there's just a lot of sailing with not much going on i mean there's some cool stuff here and there and it's impressive how big the the world is for a gamecube game and again strong dungeon designs has some memorable characters ganondorf was really cool i love the climax of the game that's really awesome and the music's really good in uh one waker too it just didn't really do it for me personally there's just other zelda games i'd rather play but it's still a good game fair enough that sean your reaction to the wind waker being at number six on the official nerd cajun friends list who says we're friends? Uh, no I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I love Wind Waker. I adore Wind Waker. It is number six as well because there again there are five other Zelda games that I do like a little more. But I I love Wind Waker. I I think it's I think control wise it is like one of the best controlled Zelda games. Like combat just feels right. The dungeon design is fantastic. I adore the art style. Even today. I know we have a remake, but even today, the original GameCube version still looks gorgeous. I love the music, and I love the exploration. I am an oddball. I actually love the sailing. I think the sailing creates so much, like, rich atmosphere. I mean, I also love the sailing music, but, like, I... I, Here's the thing about the sailing. I disagree. I think that there is stuff to do. You're exploring a huge open world and you can find various different islands that may or may not have hidden items. You can board pirate ships and, you know, get new items on there. You can even find fish in the ocean that you feed and they will give you a spot where you can look on your treasure map to find more hidden items. Like, I love that. Ganondorf, I have to say, this might be my favorite rendition of Ganondorf because unlike other versions, while a villain, they also kind of make him somewhat sympathetic because they explained how when the earth was flooded, you know, his entire... Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! <laughs> oh, spoiler alert! <laughs> I'm just messing. Go ahead, Sean. <laughs> it, they actually make some more complex motivations to Gandorf and actually show that, you know, beyond his quote-unquote, you know, being the evil individual he is, that there actually may be some level of humanity to him as a character. Also, Link in this game is awesome. I love how expressive Link is. Mm-hmm. And the fact uh, and the fact is, the poor guy has to do all this, and it was supposed to be his birthday celebration. That's another thing. I love the story of the game. I think 
it's a great follow-up to Ocarina of Time. If you understand the lore of The Legend of Zelda, it's actually, ironically, it's one of the darkest Zelda games if you really think about it, despite its colorful art style, because if you know the multiple timeline thing with Ocarina of Time, it really makes the Wind Waker feel 10 times more depressing. The reason it's number six, Tingle, you suck. And secondly, that Triforce quest at the end of the game is BOOTY SAUCE! Like, like, it was, not only did it drag, it wasn't fun, it just, it just broke up the pacing. I was just like, oh, I'm just, I'm losing my mind talking about it. It was just like, it was frustrating, there was nothing, and and it made me hate Tingle ten times more as a character because he's making me go through all this. I will say though, at least the game has a satisfying finale, and I do love the final duel with Ganondorf, where you're literally surrounded by water. And Zelda, you know, at your aid. I mean, it would be higher if it wasn't for that Triforce quest at the end. Other than that, I still think it's a great game. But I, screw you, screw you, Tingles. I, I agree with everything you just said. Nick, I'm dying to hear your thoughts on <laughs> Wind Waker at number yeah. six. Oh, yeah. Uh, I had this one. I had this one higher. That's good. Yeah, that end fight is my favorite fight in Zelda games. The whole just Link working with Zelda together against Ganon. When he stabs him in the head. Yeah. I'm like, Jesus, rated E for everyone. (laughs) The the art style, just something was great about that art style, even when seeing it. I know I remember back then everyone was complaining that they wanted the real. Yeah. We need the realistic, but I'm like, every Zelda game just kind of has its own art style, and I've always liked that, and Wind Waker just had its own different art style. It's a fantasy game, people! (laughs) All the different dungeons were fun, even, I didn't even mind the uh, stealth sections weren't even that bad when you're going through the uh, castle. Oh yeah. mind those two. Link had a sweet lobster shirt. I know that's not much of a defense of anything, but then the the story for all the main characters and uh, I actually liked Tetra a lot. Oh yeah, Tetra was great. Yeah. One of the few times where there was more than just Link as a main character. Also the King of Hyrule. Also the King of Hyrule. The Red Lion. Barely see ever in the Zelda game. Yeah. They actually make the king in this game a compelling character. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how much actually spoilers you want to say, so I don't want to say. I know we've been. Just... We I think we just spoiled the shit out of this game. <laughs> yeah. for those it. <laughs> I think it's a it's a nearly it's a decade old video game. People like, come on. Yeah, well, actually, more than a decade old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'll I'll close my thoughts here. I, I I'm gonna echo everything that everything that everybody just said here. I so I personally had this number seven on my list. For everything that made this game great, there was always a huge glaring problem. Now, I Nick, forgive me, I was one of those that was pissed off when the game first got released. When I first saw the, the, the color shade, I, I was mad. I'm not gonna lie, because when the Nintendo GameCube was first teased, we were given shots of a you know dark Zelda game. So when Wind Waker came out, I'm just like, oh my God, this colorful cartoony, this is so, this is stupid and goofy. But it turns out those graphics have aged very well. And I will admit that I did skip out on the GameCube version. However, I did get it on the Wii U, the the, re, the, the HD remake on the Wii U. That being said, I, I really did enjoy the game. I thought the dungeons were fantastic, but the problem is the game took shortcuts and you can you noticed it. For example, when, who's that giant fish? Like King Jabu, Jabu or whatever gives you the, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Like they, they obviously didn't have time to put in a dungeon there for that. And I'm going to echo everything that you guys said. I hated the Triforce shards. I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. It definitely, definitely, the game was flowing so good for me up until that point. And that's why I really, really, really just hated that part of the game. It was frustrating. Like, I don't know how many times I stopped and didn't want to continue because of that. I had to, like, encourage myself just to finish that part of the game. It was frustrating. I'm not going to lie. And I only could do the sailing so much to where I get bored. Oh, it's adventurous. It's adventurous, Uh, man. Okay, listen. I will say this. Everywhere. It's the same. This is where I love the game. Some of the best boss fights ever. I oh, love yeah. I love the stealth missions. Loved it. I'm not a mm-hmm. stealth guy. I'm more of a Kool-Aid man. Smash through the wall. Oh yeah, let's go. <laughs> Every now and then. I I love a good stealth mission. Every now and then. But what I love, 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 love about this game, everybody can come at me, I don't care. It's the best Ganon fight ever. No, it is. It is. Best Ganon fight ever. I love the sword-to-sword combat. Zelda being useful with the arrows. And, oh, my God. It's the most fun final battle. And that finishing move. That finishing move. The story is fantastic. Again, we already spoiled it. But if you know the lore and you find out why Hyrule is the way it is, it's so damn compelling. And there's just moments that just, like, make your, your heart drop. It's 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 a it's great storytelling. It's a great game. Just some glaring problems. I like I said, I had it at number seven, but I'm perfectly fine with a number six on our list. Get your dukes up at number five. I know we're gonna get some crap for this one. Legend of Zelda: Majora's Mask is number five on the Nerd Cage. Oh my! Wow! No. Number five? No. Are you kidding me? Really? Oh! <laughs> I want yes! your opinion. Go ahead, Cole. How is this one number? Five? How is this only five? I can't even with this. You know what the lists are. Why are you so shocked? You've seen everybody's list. <laughs> I know, but like five. Dang, I thought it was gonna be at least four or three. That's not far. Oh. Okay, so Cole, go ahead, <laughs> dish it out. <laughs> yeah, but that one one number ranking higher is a big difference. It further shows higher yeah, quality, Jay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. See, that's the... <laughs> I was say, Majora's Mask is my favorite Zelda game, just to be clear. That's why I'm so like, wow. Okay, I know. here's the thing. Majora, I love the game for so many reasons. The, the setting of the game, it is creative. The characters are some of the best side characters in any Zelda game. I don't care what people say. Has some of the best dungeon design in any 3D Zelda game. And I know there's only four dungeons. I know that's a limit of the game because of how like fast it was made. But the dungeons they do have are varied. They're interesting. They have multiple layers. They're very complex and they're very satisfying to get it right. There's a lot to do. The side quests are amazing. The three-day system, yeah, can be a little annoying at points, but it is very smart. What did you just say? Repeat, Look, repeat that last part. Repeat that last part. The three-day part. system in very specific circumstances can get a little annoying, especially with the K uh, the Kfa quest. That can that's the one criticism I completely get sometimes because even I get like I sometimes mess that up and I'm like, all right, great, now I gotta do this again. Hey, you gotta if you love something, you gotta know when the, it falters at points. You know, you gotta see both sides to everything. 
And but even still, the music is some of the best of the series. I just I love the game to death. I just think it's such a unique Zelda game. Majora is a great villain. I love Majora, especially the whole final fight with Majora is one of my favorite climaxes of the Zelda series. It's just such a fun game, and I love how depressing it is. Wow, that sounds really sad, but it, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> but it's such a unique game, and I really wish more Zelda games were like that. Twilight Princess is the closest they got to recreating that dark atmosphere. What can I say? I love the game so much, and I'm a little sad it's number five. That, that's fair. That's well I'll said. Accept it, <laughs> John. <laughs> your Cole, reaction to Cole, Cole I hate Majora's Mask. No, I'm kidding. Uh, All right, we're not friends. <laughs> Cole, you're gonna be a little happy. Majora's Mask is number four on my list. All right, Majora's Mask is a masterpiece. It is an amazing, amazing, amazing game. It is the darkest Zelda game. First off, this game is dark. The fact that it's rated E for everyone is kind of I mean, the whole concept concept that the world is ending and you have to stop it from happening. And that freaking moon, that moon that's slowly like coming down closer and closer is... Ah, stop, stop. <laughs> <laughs> it has... That game also... That game has probably also the scariest game over sequence I've ever seen in yes! a video game ever. I was, yeah. I was waiting for someone to say it. <laughs> Majora... Majora's Mask himself is an amazing, amazing villain. I love the world of Termina. I actually think Termina might be one of the most well-designed uh, overworlds in all the Zelda games. The music is amazing. And I have no problem with there only being four dungeons because those four dungeons are very unique and well-designed. I get a lot of people say that the you game- the wild. <laughs> <laughs> I get that the game is hard and I won't deny it is hard, but to me, this is a Zelda game that is hard done right. And above all, it has great side quests and I love the characters. Like I generally want to save all these characters and, you know, prevent literally the apocalypse from unfolding. So, Honestly, like, I know some people say it's just an expansion pack of Ocarina of Time, but I personally still think there's enough unique qualities to it, and I personally think it is the most underrated Zelda game. Well said. So, uh, Nick, your reaction to Majora's Mask at number five? Yep. That's where I ranked it. It was was hard that it actually ended up at five. I thought it would have been higher. I thought I ranked it low at five just because I couldn't put anything in between it, you know, put it higher than anything else I had. But I mean, when you think of the game, I always think of um, Groundhog's Day meets Twin Peaks. That's how I always think of this Zelda game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just like the great, all the great characters you meet throughout it. That's mainly what I think of with it. Not just that the dungeons are great, but like every little side story has its own little quest with the different masks that lead you through different times with like trial and error and the reward for getting them all, getting the whole fierce deity mask, even though it does make the end fight the easiest fight in all Zelda, where you just stand there swinging, you know. Oh, I love the masks. I yeah. forgot to mention that the masks in the game are great. Yeah. Although they have their own abilities and they work together to help you solve other side quests. Okay, so unpopular opinion over here. I had it number nine on my list. What? Because Cole, when he was praising it at the same time, he gave me the reason why I don't think the game is very good for a Zelda game. It's it's a good game, but for a Zelda game. Okay. Resetting time, dealing with the three day. You know how frustrating that can be? 
and it just takes the fun out of everything. And suck it up. Props to the angry <laughs> video game nerd for pointing out how flawed the game is because he's right. First and foremost, yes, the three days is not fun. The controls do not age well. The I will okay, where I will praise it. The, oh my god, the goddamn game over screen. <laughs> That's like iconic and very disturbing. I like in the story where a terminal, when you're talking to the people in Terminix or whatever, there everybody's has different and unique reactions to what is going on. I can appreciate that. Dungeons are cool, but the problem is if you run out of time and then you got started all over again, that's where I cannot defend this game. And the transformations, playing as a Goron for the first time, playing as a Zora for the first time, is really, really amazing. I'll give it that. But at the same time, they just, I feel like the game was rushed. They just copied and pasted all the stuff from Ocarina of Time, gave these characters new names, new places, and this, this, and that. I wish they probably took their time and made a better game. I get it, it has a great story, but the gameplay to me does not hold up. Boo. See, what I get is, your opinion is wrong, my opinion is right, that's it. No, I'm just kidding. Well, what's funny is, you, you, you had it at the top, I had it near the bottom of the top 10, and these guys had it pretty much where we have it ranked. Oh, so just, a, just admit it, Jay. Just admit it, Jay. You have the CDA games at the top. Admit it. <laughs> we don't speak of those. <laughs> I mean, even even if the three-day system is kind of like, yeah, it can get annoying, I feel like it does help the game in certain ways because yeah. like it adds that tension. It adds that dread that is constantly It there. adds intensity. Like yeah. And yeah. here's what I like. It's not false tension. It's real tension. Yeah, and sometimes when you're doing a quest under a limited amount of time and you actually do it and you pull it off and it's like, wow, I did that. Now I can reset and save. And it's like, yeah, that's cool. It's mostly when you're doing like the really big quests, like the kayfabe quest, and then you mess that up. That is the only real time in the game where I'm like, oh, okay, that's stuck. Now I got to do this whole thing. Unlike like, Zelda 2, though, I feel a sense of satisfaction, though, when I complete yeah. the game. At number four. The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. Oh, my heart. Oh, my heart. Oh. Cole, go ahead. <laughs> Man, I'm going to make Sean mad. I had Twilight Princess at number seven because, look, it's oh. a good game. There you go, Sean. That's why it's all been exposed. <laughs> I brought down Majora's Mask. Cole brought down Twilight Princess. <laughs> You know what? I oh. hate Link's Awakening now. Cole. <laughs> All right. Good. It was a good. It was a good. It was a good stream, guys. I go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. Twilight Princess is a good game. Underneath every, I like the wolf mechanic. I like the characters, especially Minda. She's Min 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 Minda. Minda. Yeah. She's a great character. She's one of the best side characters in the entire series. There's some really good dungeon design here and there. Uh, I really like the story of Twilight Princess. Ganon, I, I think that has my favorite Ganondorf fight. Not Ganon fight, Ganondorf fight. That's my favorite Ganondorf fight of the entire series. Oh, yes. The rendition of Zelda is really cool. I like basically the rendition of Zelda and Link. I really like what they did with this. I, With that being said, the game is a little, like, it's very straightforward. There's not a lot of, like, exploration. It's very... A very linear Zelda game. That's what I like it when they're a little bit more open, say like Majora's Mask, where there's a lot you can do. Yeah, it's a little limited or linear in terms of like the main quest, 
but there's a ton of side things. While there is side stuff to do in Twilight Princess, there's not enough of it for me. And I feel like Hyrule, the main Hyrule field in this game is about as barren as Ocarina of Time's Hyrule field a little bit at points. It's very barren and there's not a whole lot to do. Oh, I made Sean I mean, Sean <laughs> <Dimeisen. laughs> With and but the dungeon design is very strong. The music is fantastic. I love the storytelling. Mm-hmm. And I like a lot of the gameplay ideas. It's just I have my quirk, my problems with the game, but it's a very solid game, and it's definitely one of the, the better 3D ones. I just prefer a lot of other Zelda games over it. But I wouldn't mind playing it every now and then. Fair enough. Sean, I know you're passionate about this particular title. Reaction to this being at number four, and where'd you have it? This is my Twilight Princess is my number one Zelda game. It's my number one, and it's my favorite game. This is my favorite game of all time. I love this game. I mean, there is also a little bit of nostalgia. This is the first Zelda game I've ever played, and of course I have a lot of nostalgia, but just like everything about this game for me just clicks. I love the story. Ganondorf is a badass. Link in this game is a badass. I love the wolf form. I actually like the whole wolf transformation. I think it's a unique element that was added to the Zelda series. Midna is awesome. Midna is such a great character. She is my favorite Zelda character. I adore the dungeons in this game. Some of the best dungeons, especially is it Gerudo Grounds dungeon? Yes! Gerudo Grounds. Literally, it's literally a prison dungeon and it is so unsettling in that dungeon and may just say this is a like Majora's Mask this is a dark game some of the stuff that happens in this game is pretty the fact that that T that rated T for teen rating is there for a reason (laughs) I love the overworld I think the overworld is big and I I disagree I think there are a lot of side quests and a lot to explore there's a lot of unique areas and like on some of the most recent playthroughs, there's like sections that I didn't even realize were there previously, and that's the beauty of a game this big, that there's so much to explore. Before a certain game, which we will likely talk about, I think this had the best combat of any of the Zelda games up to this point. I don't fully agree that I think the, I don't think the game is too linear. I think that there's enough to do in the game that makes it, you know, the type of game where you can explore a lot. Like, that's just me. I love the soundtrack. The soundtrack is amazing. Midna's Lament. Midna's Lament is one of the most chilling music pieces I've ever heard. I adore the art style. I will admit the graphics of the game have aged a little bit, and let's just say some parts of the game could use a little more color. If that's going to be my the biggest complaint about the game, that then that's just a testament to the game's quality. I adore Twilight Princess. It is my favorite Zelda game. It's my number one, and it's my number one favorite game of all time. And Cole, how dare you diss on Twilight Princess? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going full Daimajin mode now. Oh, I better start ruining. Vic, your thoughts on <laughs> Twilight Princess? All right, John covered everything really good. I mean, Midna, yeah, that is one of the best characters. I thought the whole time it was like Link's one what I would consider an actual relationship type story. Cause I always feel like between Link and Zelda, they're just kind of friends. And I feel like the whole storyline between Link and Minna was something different and cool. I do say, I think those dungeons are probably still my favorite dungeons at any of the Zelda games. Just the way they worked, everything was great. The graphics, I never got to play the Wii U version yet. So I would be interested if that comes to the Switch 
like how the graphics would hold up with like an HD version. I don't know. That's, that's the version I played. Okay. Because I don't know how the graphics held up because I only got to play it on, I got it day one on Wii and I played that version of it with half weird motion controls and I still liked it. So, I mean, that says something for me and I don't like motion controls at all. And I still really like this game. So I had this smack dab of where we had. I had this at number four. Mm-hmm. Now, listen. Explain this, yourself. Listen, no, no, Sean, listen to me. I wanted, I almost put this game at number one. I really wanted to put this game at number one. But there's one glaring problem why it's not number one, and that's why there's three more games I like more. The Beginning. I have a problem. Oh, come on. Of the game. <laughs> it, if you're talking about it's the greatest Zelda game ever made, but it starts off the slowest to get going. Every other Zelda game that's on this list does not take long to get going. This one does. If that, if there's anything I could change, it would be the beginning, and that would that would put me at number one for me because everything you said about Sean, I agree with. All the dungeons, the unique ones. The hell, even the Yeti dungeon where you gotta go get food or whatever. I loved it. It was a different take on on the dungeon. Oh, the boss fights. The boss fights. The boss fights are fantastic. The combat is fantastic. There are items in the game that we have not seen ever since. Oh, yeah, the items. Double hook shot. Double hook shot. The hook shot, the the top top thing that you ride. The spinning top thing. Like, there are so many items I would love to see come back. The dark, dreary atmosphere. Like, oh my god, and how it all comes together at the end. The violence in this game, the some of the storytelling oh, yeah. where, where Ganon's like impaled and he comes out, like they executed him. Like, oh my god, there's so much darkness. And yes, I love Minda. Minda is awesome. I don't mind playing as Wolf Link. I don't mind it at all. I love the unique takes on the Zoras and the oh yeah Gorons. Like the, some of the abilities where you have to like rustle the Gorons. Like some of the unique abilities and the unique items we haven't seen ever since. I need to bring those back. And I think that's why this game is still so very unique because a lot of the stuff that you see in this game they haven't brought back ever since. This game is damn near perfect. If it wasn't for the beginning, this game would be the perfect Zelda game. And again. That's why I have it at number four, not number one, because it easily could have been number one. I see exactly why what Sean is talking about. Why what I agree with everything that Sean said about what makes this game great. I really do. Oh, and one more thing I want to mention: the fact that you gain fighting abilities, and if you know the lore, it's Link. Oh, that's yes. Link. Yeah. Arena of Time is the one that's teaching. It's been confirmed. It's been confirmed. Yeah. So uh, there's so much. The lore. If if you thought Wind Waker had some lore, this game has a lot more. Oh, and, and this honestly feels like a se- This honestly feels like the closest thing to a direct sequel to Twilight, uh, to Ocarina of Time. Okay. If you think about yeah, it. it's just yeah. This game is just absolutely amazing. And as far as the the Ganon fight, it's my second favorite Ganon. I feel like Wind Waker still has the best Ganon fight. The problem. The here's the thing about this Ganon fight is basically if you took Wind Waker and Ocarina of Time. That's basically what you got, with the exception of the of the horse chase scene. But it's basically a repeat in combination of Ocarina of Time and Wind Waker when it comes to Ganon fights. But my God! Oh, one more thing: Hyrule freaking castle. Woo! Wow! Man, that's a great, great. I know. Never has Hyrule felt so big. Hyrule Castle yeah. felt so big. 
Oh, and yeah. when you go up, and when you go up, the higher, which is a nice throwback to Ocarina of Time, the higher you go up, the, the, the castle theme turns into Ganondorf's theme. Yeah, and I, I know I sound petty when I keep bitching about the beginning, but it's it really does have the slowest beginning to any Zelda yeah. game. Can I know. defend it? Can yeah, I defend go it? Go ahead, go ahead. I'll give you the chance to defend it. I uh, Here's what I appreciate about the beginning. It not only treats, it not only is a good tutorial, but I think it sets up a good lore. And honestly, it does a good job setting up Link as a character because this is one of the first Zelda games that I really actually connected with Link as a character. He wasn't just the protagonist I was playing. It showed that, like, you know, Link had, you know, you know, he seems, you know, to have a happy life. And then he's thrown into this utter chaos. And yet he somehow manages to stay composed despite everything that's happening. So that that's why I defend the beginning of the game. One more thing we need to talk about. Zant. <laughs> yeah. That wild psychopath. <laughs> In that boss fight where he literally that fight that boss fight where he's literally using the abilities of previous boss fights and then he just goes completely wild. I mean it's 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 yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, he no, he's a good like assistant to Ganon and like yeah. Like they could have based the game based off of him as the main villain. <laughs> And it still would have been a great game. Hopefully, we see him come back. Again, another unique um, aspect to Twilight Princess that we haven't seen ever since. At number three, The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past is at number three. Ah. Oh, go ahead, my man. I actually had this at number three. So for once on my list, finally connected with the actual list. All right. <laughs> But, I mean, what what else is there to say about Link to the Past? So many people have praised it, and honestly, it deserves the praise. It's got it's got a great overworld. It's got a great pace. There's some great dungeon design. There's the, the light and dark world gimmick is a great gimmick. There's, it leaves a lot of variety of the gameplay. The, a lot of locations, like seeing like the, de- like the desert turn to a swamp. That's a cool idea. There's, like, a lot of the boss fights are cool. The story, while very simple, is very easy to understand. There's not too many cryptic things about the game. It's pretty straightforward. Like it's, they don't leave you hanging on. on a, there's some cool side quests too. Uh, some very awesome uh, power-ups. Although I feel like one criticism I do have is that I wish there was more than one item button. That is one missed opportunity because you know Super Nintendo has a lot of buttons to go through, and it's a little disappointing. There's only one item button, but the dungeons are strong. Fantastic soundtrack. Like, love the soundtrack in that. Uh, very memorable settings and just a super solid game. It's just got a great pace. And I, I don't know what to say what else anyone else has. Like, it's just a solid game. Excellent. Sean, your thoughts on Link of the Past at number three? Cole, no, Cole nailed it all. I mean, this is my third favorite Zelda game as well. I mean, again, what, has, what needs to be said that hasn't been said about the game, it took everything... That made the first Zelda game iconic and like ramped it up to a thousand. Here's another thing: A Link to the Past aged beautifully. Not only is the game well designed, you know, the light world, dark world, you know, it, it, it's it's a really cool gimmick. It's a, first off a beautiful looking game. Even today, this game looks gorgeous. It may just say the best control of any 2D Zelda game, in my opinion. Combat and item usage, in my opinion, has never felt better since A Link to the Past in a 2D Zelda game, personally. The soundtrack is awesome. The story, well, again, simple, does a good job at setting up the lore. This is when, I think A Link to the Past is when the Zelda series started to get more complex with its uh, world building. 
Mm-hmm. So like the fact it is taking risks the same way that Ocarina of Time took risks for 3D Zelda. So again, what else is there to say? It's a it's a fantastic game and it's it's aged wonderfully. It's one of the best Super Nintendo games out there. Nick, what do you got on uh, <laughs> like the past at number three? I've got nothing much to add to it. I didn't have it very high on my list. Not to oh. say it's not to say it's a bad game or anything. I had it at number nine. Whoa! Oh! <laughs> Explain yourself. Explain yourself, Nick. Is one of my. I mean, it's still in my top ten, of course, but I just I never could stick with it. I don't know what it is. I think the art style's fine. He's purple-haired. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't like the sound effects to the game. It's something to do with like the SNES chip. Oh. I like the soundtrack. The sound effects are what I don't like. Yeah. Weird trumpet noises anytime something happens, like when you switch between worlds and it just goes. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> um, my main problem with it, and maybe this will always be my bias to it, is that coming off of one and two, and somewhat with the uh, Game Boy version a little after, is that this one is very straightforward. Everywhere you have, for the most part, you have to do them in order. Everything is very guided, and that's what I don't like for Zelda. When you go to the outworld, when you go to the second world, you go more, yeah, which I do like better. But I, at the beginning, and I think that's always, I don't know if that's what's always gotten me about it. It's hard to say. I still, it's still in my top 10. I still like it, but that beginning where it's more guided, I don't like. I still like, it's hard for me to say and like just nitpick at something that I still like, but. You know, it's, it's nothing much. Else you know, that's fine. It. I'm not gonna hate you for that. There's probably a lot of. I bet you there's a lot of people watching this video who probably agree with you. But for me, yeah. this was my number one. Mm-hmm. The fact that it's number three, I'm 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 fine with that. Listen, this is the one Zelda game does not waste time. You're at your, you know, yeah, your your uncle's going out. Hey, I'm going out for a while. You follow him into the dungeon. They drop hints. If you don't know where to go, they they drop you the hints, and then you're off to the races. You get your sword and shield, and you're off to the races. I love that the way. This is probably the best paced Zelda game ever made. Now, this is where I'm strongly going to disagree with Nick. I feel like when you get to the Dark World, you don't have to go in the order that the the maidens say. Like, yeah. you know, that's the beauty of this game. If you want to challenge yourself and you want to go to some of the harder dungeons, if you're able to get to them and you want to go to some of the harder dungeons first and then do the other one. You can. You don't have to go in the order. But you can make that same argument with Ocarina of Time. You can do the Spirit or the Shadow Temple, whatever order. But that's what the beauty of it is. If, even if you know where every nook and cranny is, where you know all the items, know all, all the heart pieces, you can go in different orders and you can go out and grab stuff. Like, for example, like before you go see the Elder, I would go ahead and just go get the first pennant. Like, <laughs> there's so much you can do. And again, I just feel like you can go in this as a savvy Zelda expert and go in and just dish it out or if as a brand new comer to the series this is a perfect place to start because of how well paced the game is and it's challenging but not too challenging but i will say this though when this game first came out this was my first zelda game there was no internet at the time for me to look stuff up it was me and my friends at the lunch table and at the playground trying to figure it out. And when we did figure it out, it was so rewarding. Even when we found some of the harder items, the upgraded shield or the tempered sword, like, holy smokes. Talk about a journey. Every character you talk to matters because they have something to say that gives 
gives it so much more. I think Sean nailed it on the head. This, this is where the Zelda lore really started to take shape. Because before this game, we had Zelda 1 and Zelda 2. And there really wasn't so much storytelling. This game, there was plenty of storytelling. And I just call it nostalgia. This is my favorite Zelda game of all time. And like you said, Nick, earlier, how you, you go back and play Zelda 1 every year. I play Link's to the Past every year. I feel like that so many other Zelda games copied this game. I even feel like Ocarina of Time shamelessly copied this game between the light world and dark world, whereas seven years later, seven years before, I feel like it's just another shade of the light world and dark world. And I feel like, you know, there's a lot of Zelda games that just kind of took that trope. I feel like Link to the Past started it, and Link to the Past did it best. Despite me making any complaints, I would say this is the 2D one that everyone should play. Yeah. You know, not off my own, by you know, by opinion, saying I like the NES one. This is the one that is the most replayable and that everyone should play if they want to play a 2D one. Yeah. And, I, and again, I'll just say, reiterate, it's a good starting point for anyone who's... Oh, yeah. yeah. It's the perfect starting point. I, I, I totally respect your opinion, Nick. I actually, though, I have to say, I actually love the sound design of A Link to the Past because it just oozes of Super Nintendo charm because I love the sound effects on the Super Nintendo. The Super Nintendo's sound design, I think... Is still awesome even today, and I don't know. I can see where you're coming from, with like especially when you're transitioning from the light world to dark world uh, sound. But like I don't know, there's something about it that I I find kind of appealing. And can I say, whoever designed that one mini game where you have to shovel to find the heart piece deserves yeah. to get fired. Yeah. I hate that. Okay. I, last time I played the that game, I, I was there defend. for 40 minutes. I was there for 40 minutes trying to get I can't the dang defend piece. That. Do you know how stupid that is? <laughs> And, and you know what's worse? They repeated that same gimmick in a certain side quest in Ocarina of Time in the yeah, graveyard. And it's just as dumb there. And it's just as, I'd argue, it's worse in Ocarina of Time. Yep. Because you have to Link, wait for him to slowly walk around. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he goes like, oh, I want to oh, another 40 rupees, I guess. So then I got to walk over here. And then, yeah, oh, listen, oh, oh it's a rupee. Oh, listen, 40 rupees. Like, ugh. Can we just say every Zelda game has their one BS side quest? Yeah, yeah. Even the even the ones that we all would see as perfect, even though no game is perfect, obviously, has one side quest that is infuriating. Well said. I think you could say that's. Yeah, you're right. You probably saw that about all of them. All right, we're getting down to the nitty gritty. At number two, hold your breath. Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Cole. Where, what's how do you feel about? I know you're a Majora's Mask guy, and that's that's been an ongoing debate between yeah. Zelda fans. Majora's Mask or Ocarina of Time? On this Nerd Cage list, we do have Ocarina of Time above Majora's Mask. Cole, what do you got at Ocarina of Time being number two on the Nerd Cage and Friends list? First, that's wrong. No, I'm kidding. Uh, second, <laughs> uh, I mean, I, it, this was my first Zelda game, so I hold a little bit of nostalgia for this, but. It's very well designed. It's super straightforward. A lot of very memorable dungeons. I feel like the game, for me personally, it doesn't get really great until you become an adult because that's when the dungeons get a lot more complex. Like, look, I'm the guy that thinks the water dungeon is the best dungeon in the game. So I mean, oh. I'm one of those people. Specifically in the 3DS version because the N64 version, it's not very well clear where to go a lot of the cases. They fix that in the 3DS version. But... The game, it's very well designed, very memorable locations. This has my favorite Ganon 
like final fight of any of the games because of the atmosphere oh, and like yes. oh, and the music and the fire. Oh my god, it's so good. Also, just the soundtrack in general is just amazing. Like so many memorable tracks. Also, just the way I mean, Navi's kind of annoying because you're just doing a side quest and Navi's like, yeah, hey, hey, go to the temple. Hey, and it's like, but not because Navi will be like, go to the temple. And I'm like, but I'm doing a side quest, Navi. Go to the temple, but I'm doing a side listen, quest. Listen. <laughs> also, certain side quests, like the big Poe hunt, suck. I hate certain side quests. Uh, like those. They suck. Yeah, those suck. <laughs> the temple. And yeah. I feel. And I feel like the 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 seven year future, yeah, it's different. But I feel like there should have been more of a constant presence of Ganondorf because he's not really there that much. Because he he shows up like once in the temp, like in the forest temple, just to tease you, and he only really has an effect to like Hyrule Castle in the town, and that's about it. Everything else is basically normal. So like, yeah, there's places affected by him, but it's I feel like he should have been more of a constant presence in the game rather than. That's just, not like, even just him in the Force Temple. That's not even him yeah, in the Force Temple. That's that's Phantom. Yeah, that's, that's no, Phantom no, 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 no. But he takes Phantom Ganon. He teases right. you as he like. What takes a him. what a worthless creation that Ghost was. All yeah, banished just, to the world between worlds. But with that being said, memorable dungeons, gr- really fun bosses, surprisingly. Some decent items like the hookshot, all very classic items, like they're very utilizable. And it's the first 3D Zelda game. Man, they did a great job for the first 3D Zelda game ever. So massive props to the team. And it's one of it's still a fantastic game. It's just I just like Majora's Mask better. <laughs> that's no, that's fair. Sean, what do you got at Ocarina of Time being number two on the list? Alright, so I do have a little story to tell though. I have to say this. So this is my second favorite Zelda game. I, for many years, heard about all the talk about this game because, as you know, many people hail Ocarina of Time as pretty much the Citizen Kane of video games. If it's not Final Fantasy VII, it's Ocarina of Time that's held as like the greatest video game ever made. And you know that those are very big words. So of course, like you know, I was like, all right, yeah, I should give it a shot. So when I eventually got it in '64, I got Ocarina of Time, and it's a game that has aged remarkably well, even like. Even it has it has a great remake. The 3DS remake is great. Even still, I still think the original N64 game has aged very well. Yeah, the graphics are a little dated at times, terrible. Like the the Hyrule Town area looks like garbage. But it, the game has so much charm. I think it's colorful. I still think the combat is fun. The dungeons are great. I love the soundtrack. Like seriously like the soundtrack for this game is incredible i actually don't mind navi i don't think she's that bad listen this is the same franchise where tingle exists at least navi you know actually (laughs) is actually trying to help whereas tingle just wants to be the biggest asshole ever i will disagree with you though on one thing cole i i actually think ganon does ganondorf does have a presence even when he's not on screen because he's always in the background and you have to always remember in the future, he pretty much has taken control of Hyrule and turned it to utter hell. So, like, even when, like, he's not on screen, I still feel his presence. And I think the whole, you know, the time, you know, the time gap is really cool. You start off as young Link, then you grow up and become an adult. That, that's really cool. I will agree, for me, the game, it starts off good, and then it gets really good when you become adult Link, especially in terms of the dungeons. My favorite dungeon in the game, though, is the Forest Temple. I adore the Forest Temple. That temple is creepy and so well designed. And that music, oh my god, that music. Yes! Haunting. Uh, the bosses are great. I love the uh, Phantom Ganon fight. That's a great one. I love the Bongo Bongo fight, even though it's kind of ridiculous. 
Let me just say, this game is rated E for everyone, and there's some pretty dark stuff in this game. The Shadow Temple, like, yeah, how the did they get zombies. away with that? And the zombies, oh, oh, They're the uh, retards, oh, I the retards, look goofy, but that scream and the, oh. yeah. yeah, and then not to mention another Ganon getting stabbed in the face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that final fight with Ganon, just oh, it's. I, I do like the win. I, I, people come at me, rage in the cage. I do like the Wind Waker Ganon fight more, and I actually do like the Twilight Princess final battle more, just because of the variety, you know. Yeah. But like, it's still an amazing final battle in Ocarina of Time. Yeah, the story isn't as perhaps complex as say the Wind Waker or Twilight Princess or Skyward Sword, but it's like a link to the past. It's simplistic, but does a good job expanding the lore. There are a couple of things, though, in this game that keep me from putting it at the number one spot. Most of the side quests in this game are really good, but some of them I detest. I detest the Poe hunting because trying to shoot... the giant sword? The, the, big, the bigger on sword or whatever it's called? <laughs> Yeah, I, th that, that one, honestly, I don't mind that one as much. I hate the, the Poe hunting because, man, those Poes will... Yeah. It, 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 listen, the arrow arrow controls <laughs> arrow controls in that game are, for the most part, pretty good. But when you're trying to fire them on the horse, it controls like ass. Like, it, it is That's so, fair. I'm not going to dis dispute that. That and it controls like ass. Not, not even that. Trying to trigger the pose too is so specific. Yeah. And then they get caught on a wall, and then you gotta find them again. And it's just and like, then they oh. laugh at you, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah." I'm like, "Oh, stop!" And then I want to throw my 3ds across the room. Oh, <laughs> I hate, hate that one side quest in the graveyard with the where you're trying to get the heart piece because <sighs> it is so cryptic. It is random. It's like they took that one mini game from a link to the past and made it worse. And to make matters worse. If you're playing the N64 version, I don't know what it is, but if you don't have good lighting during that sequence, it is really hard to see some stuff in that graveyard. Yeah. So like that 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 that's a booty sauce mini game. And I'm sorry, Cole, I don't like the water temple. I think it drags. I think it's very confusing. Here's the thing about the water temple. I like the idea of the water temple. I love the atmosphere of the water temple. I love the Shadow Link fight. That is an awesome yes. uh, mini boss. Like conceptually, I think it's cool. It's having to rise the water up and down gets really old, and it's so easy to get lost. And to make matters worse, you know, Link is not exactly the strongest swimmer in that game. Thankfully, the other Zelda games fix that. So it's just little stuff like that that keep me from putting Ocarina of Time at the number one spot. That being said, Ocarina of Time is still a fantastic game, and even with the great th 3DS remake. The original N64 game has aged very well, even with a few dated design choices. So I still think it's a great game. Nick, your thoughts on Ocarina right. number two? Yeah, the, I mean, this is what brought us into 3D with Zelda. I, music, this is probably, I'd say, my favorite soundtrack in this. In between the different time frames, you know, learning the, the ways you would learn the different songs from uh, Sheik. I just had the biggest brain fart there. Oh yeah, she get, she's cool. <laughs> just blank on her name for a I second. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, I thought there was a like spider or something. <laughs> for some reason, Link has like almost a love interest as a kid in every single place he goes to because you've got Saria, Milan, oh, and then the Zora, the Zora, Zora. yeah, <laughs> Princess Zelda, oh, and 
the manga really goes ham on that. I've read the yeah, manga. They go ham on that. <laughs> may, may I just say the Zelda mangas are really good. They are. Yeah, I got those recently. I'm reading through them now. The whole like weird, even inclusion jokes of like Marion and Luigi and the uh, oh, yeah. Lawn Ranch. Just like the little nods to characters like that is great throughout. I know the open world is kind of empty-ish, but I mean, for N64, when you first see it at the time, like you actually felt like this was this huge world, like it's been yeah. forever to go through. And like how each little area is sectioned off as you go through and explore and uh, first time meeting the, Gor- the Gorons and Zora. Thought all that was great. And then seeing the seven year difference, I know like it is obviously inspired and pretty much li- ripped off of Link to the Past, but seeing the seven year difference and like the difference in each village after you met them going there and seeing the Gorons again and what's left of them and frozen Zora place. Yeah, that was the sh- biggest shock to me was seeing uh, the Zora's domain frozen. Like my heart yeah. I went there, I'm like, where is everyone? Are they alive? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like... Yeah. And no. then like the the building was done in a Kakariko village. And you go back because they're like starting that building and you come back seven years later and it's done with the family there with the uh, Skultula curse. Doing that whole mini game, even oh, though doing God. all 100 is that's really one, that's worth one it. I did hate though, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, <laughs> so I just did the 50, just stop there. Just do 50, that, that's the most you should do. Don't, yeah. don't do 100. Yeah, <laughs> the mom's okay, leave her alone. Legend of Zelda is actually, I actually had it right where I had it. Number two, it's on, number two on my list. Um, I still think Link to the Past is a better game, but I will say this though the beauty of Orcran Time that I Nick touched on a little bit. The music, and I'm not just talking about like the background music. I'm talking about the, how they incorporate music into the game, playing, learning the songs from the Orc Arena, how they unlock stuff, how you play it to certain characters and it triggers them, or to, or if you want to get Epona. I love the fact that this is the first time they incorporate the music element into to Zelda as a gameplay mechanic that's like necessary. That Wind Waker also did, but didn't. It wasn't as meaningful, in my my opinion. So that's the beauty of this game. I don't want to echo everything. You, you guys pretty much touched on everything that I was going to say. I just The only thing I just wanted to do is, like I said, using the York Arena, how it affects everything, how it affects time flow, how it affects unlocking stuff. There's so much to it. And I will say this. Again, I'm, Sean, I'm with you with the how I put Wind Waker and Twilight Princess above York Arena time when it comes to Ganon fights. But can we all agree that this was probably the best buildup for a showdown between Link and Ganon and Ganondorf. Like, I think yeah. it's the best buildup because it really, it, as you get closer, at every boss and every temple you defeat, it just intensifies. And one of my favorite bosses ever, I love the witch fight in, you know, with the- Oh yeah, the and, the and the spirit yes. temple. The spirit yeah, temple. the spirit temple is hella fun. I love I love that boss, but all the boss fights are good but i think the, the the witch fight is so much fun as far as the water temple goes i know it's one thing we're controversy here look i don't mind raising the water finding the small keys my problem is and they did fix it is, is switching between the, the metal boots and taking yeah. the metal boots off. and the other thing i i what's frustrating about the game is that it's faster to tumble your way through the game than mm-hmm. the run i tumble <laughs> across <laughs> <my> roof <real> field <laughs> yeah 
that, that that can get really annoying. Navi or sidestep or sidestep. Yep, Navi is very annoying. But as far as storytelling, this is probably the best Zelda game is, is, in terms of story. And you know, the seven years in the future, seven years in the past. This is where I think it exceeds Link to the Past is the relationships between the characters, whether if it's Zelda and Link or Link and Saria, even like the ranch, the Lone Lone Ranch, like Talon and the uh, other guy there. How Ganondorf gave him the ranch like the relationships matter in this game and right. i really love the fact that they gave ganon more of a backstory how, how he's the one male gerudo like that's another thing too is that they expanded and he has a on complex yeah they expanded on ganon's lore and also i love the the whole gerudo desert and the gerudo uh women and that that's actually kind of fun mission there where you're trying to save all the fat dudes yeah. from the carpenters there and the way they run out yes <laughs> 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 it's just yeah there's just a lot i feel yeah, like it's, it's I the best way, way to play this is just me personally the best way to play ocarina of time is when you become an adult just get all those side missions out of the way before you do the temples get bulked up yeah get bulked up with all those yep, get get all your heart pieces your red and your blue tonics the side missions even though there's some of them i feel unnecessary but if you do all the side missions get them out of the way it makes the flow of the temples that much better otherwise it just feels like a drag between each temple that's just my opinion but i, I think it's a fantastic it. game i think what makes this game stand out is it's the first zelda jump to 3d and you add the musical element to it and that's why this game is very special to me and again we see these moments for the first time again seeing zora's frozen when you first come out as adult link and you see the hyrule castle just destroyed with the black clouds above like it's and the crazy. town is infested by redeads. Yeah. yeah, like it's really something. Like I said, I will never forget some of my reactions the first time playing the game, seeing like all these places that you once cared about when you spent enough time there that you cared about how they changed. And that's part of the reason why it makes that buildup and that showdown against Ganon that much more special. So again, it's a very iconic game. I see why some people rank it as high as they do. And I, it's always going to hold a special place to me in my heart. And finally, I will say that the controls haven't aged too well, to be fair. Like when you're using the bow and arrow or I will shot, it can oh. be. And I'm not a fan of Z targeting. I don't See, really. Like I am. I, I like the Z targeting, personally. I think the combat actually aged pretty well. And I don't mind the bow and arrow. The only time it's a pain in the ass is when you're on horseback. Man, did Twilight Princess perfect, yeah. you know, that. I, I still think the controls are good. The only controls that I don't like, again, is when you're using the bone arrow on horseback, it sucks. Mm -hmm. It sucks. Can we also just say that Ganondorf is the biggest narcissist ever? Because literally when you get to the top of, of uh, his castle, what is he doing? He's playing his own theme on the key. I ain't gonna lie. My first initial, that was another thing. My initial reaction to that, like, oh my God, this is so dope. Like, and seeing like, you know, Princess Zelda trapped in the crystal, and he's mm -hmm. playing. That. There was an eerie feeling about that. It was. It really was. It was very eerie. It, it, it was. It, it it totally was eerie. You want to talk about eerie? Some of those dungeon themes are really unsettling. Like the the forest temple just sounds like. Oh my god. And, and the fire temple with the creepy chanting, the shadow temple, which feels like funny story about the chanting there about right with the, with the Islam. 
It's an it, Islam prayer. They were, it's an Islam prayer, and they were worried about people getting offended. Honestly, though, I think the it sounds the, better with the. Islam it prayer, sounds yes. way creepier in the. Um, so I have the the Wii U version of the Nintendo sixty four import of Ocarina of Time. They took it out. They took the chanting out. You know, it's funny. That now the, the Fire Temple doesn't feel the same. Again, point out how while the how music is a difference. In the chat, in the in the like the newly done version of the Fire Temple theme, it, it sounds like they're saying instead of the Islamic chanting, it sounds like they're saying "We you, we you," and it doesn't work as well. Also, can we talk about how beautifully haunting the Spirit Temple music is? Oh, I love it. It, it honestly it's almost I love the, funky though too it's yeah. almost funky yeah it, it it's like it, it, it is kind of funky but i love it i, I love it yeah. and then the the music plays during that final battle again and is like gives you a feeling of hopelessness but you still like no you still got this like you can take down the son of a bitch yeah oh, i think the final fight is like perfect i wouldn't change anything i think it's like spot yeah. i'm not a fan of what they did in the 3ds version when they because the lighting really made that battle work yeah, yeah. i get why they did it though because you know it's a portable device and some people might have yeah. playing that in the day so i get why they did it it's still good though the 3d version it just doesn't it's just not right a, right 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 version. i'm not a fan the only thing i I'm, i know i'm gonna get so much crap for this i'm not a fan of escaping the tower like between Gandorf and Ganon, I hate the escape. It's I find it more tedious and annoying because now you got the boulders fa- falling out of nowhere. Yeah. By the way, but the fact that you like you got to follow Zelda and if you're not with her, she can't open up the door. Ugh. I don't like the, the 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 castle collapsing. I feel like uh, it's just like the only thing I don't like is the slowdown. The slowdown gets really yeah. annoying. If you're playing the N64 version. Oh yeah, that is another criticism. The slowdown in this game at times is really bad. Yeah. yeah. But again, the fact that the game still holds up is still a testament despite some dated design choices because again, let's face it, there are some 3D games that while impressive for the time have aged horribly. All right, finally, at number 1. Drum roll, please. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Nerd Cage and friends, when we averaged it all together, Breath of the Wild was number one. So, Cole, what do you got on Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild at the top? This was number two on my list because, oh boy, that I have, but I've only played the game once. But that's because I want to wait like another two years because I want to forget everything about this game for a good reason because the exploration of this game is its greatest strength. It is basically what Zelda 1 did, but I just think it did it better. Because everywhere you go, there's a new cranny somewhere. There's a new temple somewhere, like a little shrine somewhere you can go. The the landscape is so varied. There's always a new thing you'll find. Every varied landscape, there's different temperature conditions. You got to have your armor the same way. I love the armor system. I love the weapon system. Yeah, some of the weapons break easy, and that kind of sucks when you get like a rare, wep- a rare weapon. But some of those side quests to get those weapons are so fun, like the one island mission where you have nothing and you have to get all your items back, basically, just so you can beat it. That's a fantastic side quest. Also, like the shrines where you just fight these ancient robots. Those are also really fun. And... 
My biggest complaint with the game, though, is the main story missions where you have to do the Divine Beast only because a lot of them are basically the same thing, just repeated over, and the Divine Beast themselves, there's only, like, two of them that I thought were pretty cool, and, like, the rest and the other two were just kind of meh. The ones I liked were the one in the sky, camel-looking one. That one was really cool because that was, like, kind of a multiplayer dungeon and had the... And the boss fights in there, for all four of them, the boss fights are really good. And Calamity Ganon himself is kind of lame if you do all the side quests with regarding the Divine Beast, because he kind of goes out like a wimp. And then the, the the part on the horse is pretty easy. So like, the, the ending of the game is kind of lackluster. But the strongest aspects of the game are its world building, its excellent, excellent like exploration. I love the weapon system. I love... The side quests, I just love everything. Also, the very uh, small amounts of music really help in the game. I really love the atmosphere. So, one of the best Zelda games and one of my favorite games, like, ever. Like, fantastic game. Sean, what do you got? Number one, Breath of the Wild. Well, mine, so, I'm probably going to get some hate mail for this. I actually put Breath of the Wild as number five on my list. That's fair. The game itself is fantastic. Like, Cole, you, you mentioned a lot of it. Like, the world building is amazing. This game is gorgeous. This game is beautiful. And, like, it, its world building is amazing. I actually like the story, what little of it there is, because it kind of tells a lot of it through, you know, flashbacks. Zelda in this game is awesome. This is, I think, the best Zelda to date. Also, Link, I think, is great. And what's really cool in this game they actually give an interesting re- I won't go into spoilers, they actually give an interesting reason why Link remains silent in this game. Which is really, you know, unique to the franchise. The side characters are a lot of fun. I love the how many items you can get, the side quests. Yeah, the, I, I will agree a little bit on the boss fights, but I still thought they were pretty cool. Dungeons are cool. The, the combat is the best combat in any Zelda game to date, in my opinion. I understand the complaints about Calamity Ganon. Uh, one thing that I kind of do like, though, is that they kind of are going for more like an animalistic portrayal of him compared to previously. And if what they're going for from what we saw in that Breath of the Wild 2 trailer, you know, I don't think we've seen the last of Ganondorf in this universe. If you've, see, if you've yeah. all seen the trailer. Yes. But... Again, I don't deny that this game is amazing and it has really high replay value. So, like, I guess why do I put it at number five? My reason is lame. There's just other Zelda games I like more. That's fair. I find I find I find the tension of Majora's Mask more appealing. I find the Light World Dark World concept of a of a Link to the Past more engaging. Uh, I find, admittedly, I do find the I I am a sucker for the dungeons and Ocarina of Time, and ultimately. As a game, I still think Twilight Princess is unmatched. That, that's just me. So, like, again, I'm not denying this game. Breath of the Wild is a fantastic game, and everyone should play it. I just put it at number five because there are just other Zelda games that I like more. But I totally understand when people say it's their favorite Zelda game. Nick, your reaction to Breath of the Wild being number one. <laughs> All right. I had Breath of the Wild at number two. For me, this is the closest to the NES Zelda. This is just go out there and figure it out just in the modern day. This is what I like about it so much. I mean, you pretty much, you get a little tutorial in the first, what is it, like 20, 30 minutes where you get those couple shrines that give you your first couple abilities. And then from then off, it's just go. I mean, you can go anywhere. You can go 
fight the end boss if you want to with your three hearts if you want to give it a try i kind of like that aspect to it i mean good luck (laughs) you know but uh (laughs) hey you can do it you could skip all the shrines i mean i really like that there's uh little side stories with everyone every village actually feels nice and alive i like the physics in the game how everything kind of really works i don't i can't really think of any other other open world games that do it like that i remember my first time like just gliding down and you start realizing when you're in a thunderstorm the first time you just get wrecked because you have metal in a thunderstorm and then you could use that knowledge to be like okay i can't collect connect this electricity let me just lay out all my metal weapons and try and connect something to power that attention to detail is awesome yeah that's what just really got me like everything like that or or you're sitting there running through like a volcano area like okay i i dress correctly and get some heat resistance i can do that and uh even just i guess a lot of the ways that people think of this game is how they kind of tell their own individual stupid stories that happen as they play it. Like I first learned that cooking was a thing was I think I got hit with the fire arrow when I'm standing next to a tree and cooked apples drop from the tree. You realize, oh, there's cooking in this game, you know, (laughs) just stupid crap like that. I know one of the falters, though, that I guess I don't mind as much. A lot of people do. There's I don't even know if you call the four guardians dungeons. Like they are dungeons. I don't mind that they are, but a lot of the other stuff is like mini shrines that are all cool ideas, but not, you know, not as much big dungeons. I think this is the only knock that I could think yeah. of it. I don't mind the weapon degradation. I kind of like always having to switch through, but it's the only thing I could think of that people have any problem. You know, a lot of people have a big problem with it, that there aren't the big epic dungeons like we're used to in every Zelda game. That's trying to be something different anyway. Yeah. yeah. The exploration, I, I like the exploration yeah. is the main drawing point. I really The story overall, I really like, you know, being told through the past as you're going through and trying to find memories again of everything that has happened before. So I actually had it at number three. This game had traditional dungeons and traditional bosses, not just the four divine beasts and different versions again, you know, Calamity Ganon. I think this game would have been much better in, in my view. But I can understand why many praises as like the best Zelda game ever, the best game on Switch, which I will agree it is the best game on the Switch by far. Like, hey, come on, not one, two, Switch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying there's so much about this game that's great. Like, again, my, my main gripes, again, the lack of dungeons and the lack of bosses is what bothers me. But everything about this game is perfect. And I will say this best Hyrule Castle level ever. My God, if there's one part of the game I would just play over and over again, is the Hyrule Dungeon. Not only that, the music's absolutely fantastic, but how, like, just like you know, you're on a mission to get to Calamity again. And what what goes on in that castle alone is just like, oh my God, it's just so mind blowing. It's easily the best part of the game. And I will say, it's probably the, even though it's as frustrating as it is, but it's very satisfying when you finally get the Master Sword. As frustrating as it can be, talk about the satisfaction of finally getting, and I do like the new take on the Master Sword. I really do. I guess the thing is, Nintendo took a risk, and it paid off, and I love that about this game. Before I have you guys plug yourselves in, we know Skyward Sword Remake's on the way. We already kind of talked about that. Breath of the Wild 2, we know it's coming. What do you guys, is there any wish list you guys have for Breath of the Wild 2? Cole, go ahead. 
what I really hope is that they change, like they give us some new areas maybe, like some brand new areas. I just don't know what they're gonna do. It's just such an open question. I Maybe like, I hope they maybe lessen the amount of times you have to change weapons because I feel like weapons broke a little too quickly in the original Breath of the Wild. Maybe maybe increase that to where they're, they're more durable, especially the, the yeah. bigger ones. Just, or heck, maybe change the areas up a bit. I don't know, like maybe change the environment a tiny bit. Like, at, yeah. at, depends how long it's afterwards, but I mean, just, or heck, I mean, if you saw the castle move, maybe there's stuff under the castle. Maybe there's whole new areas under there. Maybe this is a completely different area we might be going to. Who knows what's going to happen? I, I'm just hoping for a good game and that it doesn't suck <laughs> because if it sucks <laughs> oh my god fair <laughs> enough john what do you got is there anything for breath of the wild 2 any hopes and dreams for well again love you know uh, i'd love for it to be a good game most importantly that's most important could use more dungeons personally you know yeah. i i keep the exploration factor because i love the exploration factor but i I, I do miss the dungeons I, like i could use more dungeons some more creative boss fights please do you guys think that they're bringing back ganondorf Yes, I, yeah. I think they do. Please go all out with Ganondorf in this mm. game. And please, some Twilight Princess connections, you know, <laughs> maybe bring back Zant's Ghost, Midna. Yeah. Please, Nintendo. Make the moon even... fall. Make the moon fall. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well okay, here's what I don't want. I don't, like, don't shoehorn a ton of fan service, you know, it's still be its own thing, like, be a unique game. But I guess the number one thing I want further expand the amazing lore that they set up because again i love those flashbacks in breath of the wild further develop link because i love what they did with link i love what they did with zelda and like i said go all out with ganondorf make him you know what make the scariest ganondorf to date because going off of that trailer they're clearly going for you know some freaky stuff all right, Nick, any, any thoughts right. on Breath of the Wild 2? Anything you want to add in there? Everything you guys said, yeah, I want all those. And then the only other thing I could think of to add, because all those sound great, and we don't know, I guess, how the land will be. Will we be going through the same land or if it'll change all or not? But I guess I would like to see, in addition to like the Sheikah Slate, maybe a couple more things, maybe like a way to use envelop something like a hook shot or something else in there. Some more type of uh, equipment that Link has in his, usually in his arsenal that we could have back in there to be able to work within that world that would work really cool. That's really all I got. Perfect. I would like to see more traditional dungeons, more unique bosses. Like, please bring out like unique bosses in the dungeons. I know they're out in the wild and whatnot. I get that, but I'd rather go into a dungeon knowing I'm going to face some unique opponent instead of like another version of Calamity Ganon, you know. that That's just my... I'm being nitpicky. I would like either A a whole new world outside Hyrule. Maybe it's another part of Hyrule we haven't seen yet or you know, like another Terminex or like another, maybe they bring back like a, like a dark world. Maybe like there's another dimension in that same, you know, Breath of the Wild landscape that we know. Maybe there's like another dimension of it. Like we go into like a new dark dimension. Like that would be badass too. I don't know, we'll have to see. I mean, I know Sean, you mentioned about the whole fan service thing. I really kind of hope they Keep it unique like Breath of the Wild did, but more of those traditional Zelda tropes that we're more familiar with and then incorporate that. That's what I want. I mean, but whether whatever the Nintendo decides to do, I'm going to buy that game day one and I'm going to invest all my time and emotion into it. And I'm really looking forward to it. It's just the anticipation and the wait for this game has been killing me. Please, uh, basically what we're saying is Nintendo, expand your lore, 
but don't do it in the way that Disney Star Wars did it. Yeah. <laughs> well Please. said. Yo, guys, this has been freaking awesome. I want you guys to plug yourselves in. So, Cole, go ahead. Where can people find you? So, if you want to find me, you can find me with Godzilla Gamer 77 on YouTube and on Instagram and on Twitter. All with the same name because I'm Tier 1 Original. Come up with a new name for any new platform. And I'm also on Discord with the same name. I float around different servers sometimes. Find me on all those platforms. And uh, Jay, thank you for letting me on. It was a lot of fun. You can find me on Twitter, Shots of Japanese Cinema. It's nothing but a Twitter page dedicated to Japanese films. And if you love Japanese filmmaking, definitely check it out. I was recently on Titan Goji's recent episode of Toku Titan Cast, where we talk about the films of filmmaker Shinya Sugimoto. And if you are a big fan of Shinya Sugimoto, the guy who directed Tetsuo the Iron Man, Definitely give that podcast a follow. Uh, give it a watch. It was a lot of fun. And yeah, so shout to Japanese Cinema Follow on Twitter. Nick, the Review Roulette Podcast. Uh, give it up. Let's- all right. Let's see if we don't mess this one up a bit. All right. Review Roulette Podcast. Uh, that's where Laura and I just try and do movie review podcasts. We just try and invite random people on to watch random films. I've had Jay on a few times. Recently, most recently, we watched Mortal Kombat. That was great. And we were on nerd cage live not too long ago check that out as well and for our stuff ourselves you just find us wherever you find podcasts or twitter facebook you can find us messages there links will be in the description guys it's been an absolute blast we definitely will have to think of another uh gaming video to do together because this was thanks for having me on man thanks for having yeah me this, this yeah thanks for having me yeah that being said, I know we all had our differences with Zelda, but at the end of the day, we are diehard Zelda fans, and I'm glad that we all had our unique perspective of each game throughout the franchise. And we hope that everybody, you know, if you agree with our lists or not, you know, tell us your thoughts. How would you rank all the Zelda games in the comments below? That being said, before we go, we ask you to pre please like, comment, subscribe, ring that bell, and spread that shit like Silver Soul USA. From Syracuse, New York, to Las Vegas, to Los Angeles, and wherever Cole is from. <laughs> Houston! Oh my! <laughs> our friends I'm not coming back on the channel oh. after that. You, okay, you okay, okay, hold on, hold on. We're, I'm going to start that over. <laughs> no, that's it. No, end the video just like that. Exactly. No, no, leave it in. Leave it in, please. <laughs> <laughs> to all our friends and friends around the world at Nerd Cage Live, as always, enjoy life. Stay safe, play your Zelda games, and good night. Ooh, trying to get out of the nerd cage, are ya? Well, before you go, hit that subscribe button. And if you're really intrigued, ring that bell. Thank you for dropping by. Until next time, tell everyone you know about Nerd Cage Live! Ha 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 ha!